Anthony Duran for the Grim and Bloody podcast here, talking about the Spooky Empire Film Festival that's happening October 27th through the 29th at the Orange County Convention Center in Florida. You're going to want to be a part of this film festival. If you've been watching or listening to our shows, uh, you have this uh, taste of the type of quality that you're going to be experiencing at the film festival. And uh, tickets are on sale now. Um, you can also purchase them at the door there. Uh, and one note, Al Omega, part of the show here, will be on hand at the film festival talking with filmmakers and festival goers like he will be in the lobby on Saturday. So you'll definitely want to stop by, say hello, uh, take a picture of Al in the Groom and Bloody podcast because we will be on site uh, taking in the festivities as well. So keep it locked here and uh, hope you enjoy the shows. Episode of the Grim and Bloody Podcast Spooky Empire Film Festival Series Edition. Um, I think this is number five as far as the installments go. Tonight we have Sam Gaffin, writer and director of the kooky sci fi animated feature film Robotico, excuse me, Robotica Destructiva, That's it. which is uh, very, it was, it had striking semblances to a film that the Desperate Film Fest uh, screen where you had uh, photorealistic actors uh, up against, you know, CGI or uh, digitally illustrated backgrounds. So it was kind of like seeing, uh, you know, uh, a film that we had selected uh, um, featured again. Um, so we have a bunch of questions for you, Sam. Um, okay. Let me go ahead and introduce my cohorts. Kevin Nicholson, writer for We Belong Dead magazine. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing fine and uh, looking forward to talking. It actually seemed like this was motion capture uh, at uh, at some of its best. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this uh, Robotica Destructiva. Yeah. And Joe Flynn, how you doing, Joe? Doing great. <laughs> and welcome, Sam. Uh, thanks for spending uh, your Thursday evening with us. I much appreciated. I uh, understand you're a Florida native, and you've been to Spooky Empire a few times already. Yep, yep, yep. Been a few times. Uh, I think we had a we had a movie last uh, last year called Zombie Debra. <laughs> nice. And, um, a couple of years ago, we had a, <clears throat> a music video called uh, mm-hmm. uh, Electro Psycho Transmutation Cop. And for uh, that, I think that was it. <laughs> so I, I had a burning question. Um, when I first I saw the the title that uh, Leah, uh, who's been coordinating uh, the films, uh, sent us, I said, you know what, that that, that title sounds awfully sci-fi. And um, for anyone that doesn't know, Spooky Empire, they largely cover the horror genre, uh, and thriller and suspense. So seeing a, an animated sci-fi film being accepted, it threw us for a loop because like, whoa, that's gonna that's a definitely a curveball. Um, not even for our audience, but for the audience of Spooky. Uh, talk about um, 
what was your plan as far as because you knew Spooky does primarily horror. Um, how did you feel about submitting a sci-fi film to a horror convention and um, and being accepted? Uh, do, you, do you have any kind of like trepidation, like you know, what is the audience going to think? Like, are, are they're there to see horror, and then we're going to hit them with a sci-fi animated movie? What's your thoughts behind that? Well, I, f I figure it's a like a schlocky sci-fi and schlocky horror kind of crossover a lot. So, you know, I was uh, basically I, I just submitted it, and I figured uh, if I'll let them be the judge of it, you know, <laughs> if it fits in or not. Um, but yeah, there's some crossover there. Uh, there's some there's some zombies in the movie, robo zombies. <laughs> I think sci-fi and horror, when you, when you can mix those two uh, well enough, um, you, you can get some pretty interesting narratives out of it. And uh, 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 the host, of, we, we were talking about just the other day, what kind of uh, sci-fi horror films uh, get us like uh for example alien obviously is probably all the way up there right sci-fi horror um kevin mentioned galaxy of terror uh right the thing, saturn three saturn, saturn three mm -hmm. uh as far as video games go i've been trying and failing repeatedly to get the uh creative minds behind soma which is a uh, pc and playstation video game but it's a uh, horror sci-fi that uh, goes more into the biomechanical uh segments um, so when you, when you can mix those two genres, especially horror and sci-fi, uh, it, it just kind of opens the door. It opens Pandora's box to just a number of ways that you can both uh, fascinate and terrify the audience. Right, right. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. It's, it's a most of the stuff I, I do is mostly B movie, campy type of stuff. So. But, you know, I am influenced by a lot of like the 80s horror sci-fi stuff, but uh, yeah, I've, I've yet to go go all the way towards horror. So you'll just see a lot of goofy, uh, <laughs> campy stuff. Oh, no, that's great. And Sam, I just wanted to ask, yeah, uh, can you give us a quick synopsis of the film? Okay. Without um let's see me let's see uh okay hang on um <laughs> so basically it's a it's, it's set in a universe where it's a it's populated by a, a just a race of uh humanoid robots or non-humanoid robots and this planet called radia has this uh has a super weapon called the arculon destroyer and uh basically these uh these killer robots um which is, uh, I don't know if you know, is a is actually was actually a band here in Orlando, still a band that dress up in giant robot costumes, kind of like Warish type thing. But uh, we did two other movies before this where we we were basically uh, had adventures as our characters, but in this movie we're the villains and we uh, show up to steal this Arculon destroyer from this planet, which uh, may or may not be a uh, karaoke machine but uh anyway we steal it and uh this planet <laughs> they're uh they're like this utopian civilization and uh they have these uh these android warrior sisters they have in suspended animation that they've had there for like ten thousand years because they they stopped doing wars and stuff so they didn't need them anymore so they take them out of their uh their kind of dream world which they're pissed off about and but they agree to go on this mission to recover their Arculon destroyer. 
And in the process, uh, you have all kinds of different adventures and and mishaps and uh, mistaken identity, time travel, uh, robots hitting each other and blowing each other up, and uh, and that's uh, that's all I can remember right now. I've got to go. There you go. You know, it's kind of like a cross between a Back to the Future and Doctor Who. Yeah, description. Sam, I wanted to ask you because I actually was uh, was was quite impressed with uh, one of your uh, leads, and you actually pay a dedication to uh, oh, yeah. uh, to one of your re- uh, leads, Amber Belko, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, she seemed like you know such a dynamic voice, mm-hmm. and uh, brought a lot of energy uh, to her role as Mitra, and. Um, I just wanted to, you know, if you could like share a few, uh, uh, a few moments about Amber's, uh, about working with Amber, and uh, uh, you dedicate the film to her because she passed uh, in 2022. Yeah, she was fighting cancer for yeah. a few years, unfortunately, succumbed to it. But, uh, but yeah, she was, uh, she was awesome. She, uh, she was in her earlier movie, uh, Kill Robots, Crash and Burn. She played a small part in that, and uh, I started doing this this movie with the three warrior sisters, and and her Demetra was like the the one I I was having trouble casting. I would I would cast one person, and then they would back out, and then I try to cast another person, and and they you know they uh, they would back out, and, and so I wasn't sure. My buddy Scott, who's in the movie, he plays a bunch of characters. He's like, oh, why don't you use Amber? And I was like, oh, that's a that's that's such an obvious choice why didn't i think of that you know so i asked her to do it and and uh she was all for it of course and enthusiastic about it and, and uh we shot one day with her on the green screen and then uh we got a uh then she got the diagnosis that she she was she had cancer and and uh so yeah, i was thinking oh she's not gonna be able to do this you know i'm just gonna gonna not gonna bother her about it but but she emailed me and she's like, look, we got to, we got to do this. I'm going to be going through chemo and I'm, I'm going to be looking a lot different, you know? So, but, so she was real cool about that. You know, she, so we, in between chemotherapy sessions, she came out and finished her part and, and yeah, she's awesome. She was, uh, she was, yeah, sorely. No, I, wow, I did amazing. also, I did also want to ask you real quick too about, I, I, of course, Anthony and, uh, and maybe Joe might've recognized this, but I'm not sure if Anthony would, but. I noticed Lloyd Kaufman in the film, mm-hmm. and and for anybody who is Toxic Avenger fan, uh, Trauma uh, Pictures fan, uh, knows who Lloyd Kaufman uh, is. He's kind of like the godfather of uh, of uh, cult schlock. <laughs> and uh, how did that come about? Oh, let's see. Um, he was in our. We had a, we did a movie a long time ago called The Killer Robots and the Battle for the Cosmic Potato. And uh, we just, uh, we would see him at conventions all the time because we were doing all kinds of weird projects. We just kind of got to know him and stuff. And uh, we asked him to do a part in that one where he plays like a giant head inside of like a green bubble with tentacles. And so we just shot that at the convention. We went outside and uh, where it was quiet somewhere and we filmed that. And uh, and then he did another little skit where he, um, where we interviewed him in a in a bathroom and had him sign a release and stuff and he did this comedy skit where he's 
throwing garbage around but so yeah we had that a little bit of history there so you know basically you just email them and he always emails back and you know we'd set up these like a uh, little recording sessions like for this cartoon we did i am robot you are not and uh we did we did some audio for that one and then uh then i emailed him about this movie and and uh I, we had a couple of uh a couple of tries to get catch up with him and uh and uh eventually uh crystal who's in the movie she plays uh luna and uh she was she lives up in new york nearby their offices so she was able to go down there and get his audio for that and so so yeah that was that was it i can't think of any uh crazy stories <laughs> that happened but yeah he's uh he's super cool and uh no and so go ahead anthony oh my question was um as far as production uh for anyone that is you know not familiar with how they can put it together uh, a film like this uh we, we don't want to give away any spoilers uh we want everybody to attend the spooky empire film festival october 27th through the 29th uh so we'll try not to give away the plot but we try to sell the sizzle we, we we're trying to sell um the high points uh why you want to see this movie and what i think one of them is uh, the achievement in in the animation uh so talk to me a little bit about uh what went into the production and how you achieved your vision okay let's see um i could start off i'll just give a little bit of history of what we're doing like um the first movie we did in front of a green screen it was all uh we uh we just basically basically like this one we got in a living room with green walls and uh filmed it in costume and then we then i then i made digital uh computer generated backgrounds that at the time looked a lot like veggie tales so if you ever find a movie the killer robots in the battle for the cosmic potato you can watch that and you can uh, be amazed by the uh yeah how how amazing the primitive effects are but uh we did that one and after that one people hated it so much we decided to do uh, all practical effects so we did the killer robots and uh, killer robots crash and burn where uh, we went around we got old toys old recyclable plastics and we started building models and and environments but it took a really long time to do so on this one uh, the technology kind of had improved since our uh, our primitive veggie tale type uh, type of movies so so I just went ahead and uh, gave that a shot with uh, trying to think of what I use it was element 3d with uh, with after effects and built a bunch of models and uh, and along with that also stop, stop motion animated models included that in there with that and uh, but yeah uh, sorry what was the question <laughs> well, lost no. my own. oh don't worry that was good that was great um, the, the question was um, what kind of uh, production efforts were involved um, we had a similar film in uh, the Desperate Film Fest that was completely, it was, um, you can touch on more, Kevin. It was uh, half photography, half digital animation. Uh, what was the name of it, Kevin? Oh, ah, geez, gosh, I am, uh, I am drawing a blank uh, regarding, uh, regarding it, but I thought it was entirely. It was uh, done by Roland Bessetta. Uh, yeah, and it was, um, 
Oh, I can come up with it very, uh, very quickly. But the, uh, yeah, I thought it was it's motion capture, um, mm-hmm. you know, basically, and oh, Agatha. It, it, that's right. Agatha. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, we also we did a show with him live, and uh, we asked a similar question, Sam. You know, what kind of production went into it? And um, I was just astounded, like how painstaking, you know, something that this could be because every every frame has to be digitized uh, or as you, you did in the green skin it i mean it's heavy post-production uh it looks like um and on his instagram he, he shows stills and actually a couple live action uh, illustrations of how, how we put it together so um from my perspective i'm always astounded when you can put films like this together they're just so um mind-blowing where you're watching it and so many things are happening like the actors faces are so real and the backgrounds are so different right mm-hmm. um but they mesh very well it's almost like you, you took their face and you put it on a robot uh, on a computer uh, yeah in some cases uh yeah the costumes are real they're, uh they're not computer generated so that's uh so yeah mostly it's just backgrounds that are uh, the computer generated stuff and a little bit of a um, little bit of trickery with uh with stop motion models but um but yeah like um it does get it's kind of a like a rabbit hole because like uh you know everybody showed up with uh blue hair when we were doing the um the uh proof of concept trailer and so i was like all right everybody's gonna have blue hair and <laughs> blue haired robots and uh but uh, when we went to shoot the movie uh one of the actresses her her blue hair had turned really like a really dark blue so it was almost black so so to maintain the consistency of it at uh every shot with her i just went in and traced her hair around and made it bluer <laughs> so it was like a so i was animating a lot of hair in, in this movie yeah. I, i'll tell you what i thought was actually very uh interesting about the the film is your uh your use of um the rather tongue-in-cheek humor mm-hmm. uh you know regarding this especially the uh, the parody on Wheel of Fortune, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which was interesting, and of course you have to have uh, uh, what is that the Telbot uh, that is that has to be Lloyd, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he only like... he could get away with uh, you know with kind of uh, aping Pat Sajak a little uh, a right. little bit, <laughs> but uh, that was a lot of a lot of fun. I also noticed a, a few. Um, Kind of like pop culture uh you know references one of your characters is named trog oh yeah uh you know you have a character named ursula andromeda uh-huh you know uh <clears throat> not uh forgetting ursula andres <laughs> <you know, but, laughs> yes yeah, but she she actually it actually what well, she reminded me of this uh character and i'm forgetting her name uh the uh, there's a female robot character that's in total recall Oh, yeah. uh, get ready for a big surprise oh, yeah. you know that that thing because of that uh, you know just she was just kind of like uh you know this very strong uh dominating woman uh, a female character and so i could definitely see yes you're a child of the uh of the 80s you are talking about arnold schwarzenegger right 
the, the Total Recall movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that was but that character of Ursula Andrama, this big, you know, big brawny, uh, you know, uh, woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very much, you know, brought to mind that, uh, you know, that character. I can't think of her name, the robot character, but it. I just remember that. Get ready for a big surprise. Uh, yeah, that was like his disguise that he was yeah. wearing to get something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but um, as big of a budget as that movie had, um, back then, I think the, the movie came out what, on VHS and uh, it looked fine, but the minute that thing went to uh, uh, Blu-ray, uh -huh. boy, those effects were top G. <laughs> that was probably right. the weak point in the movie. Uh, and that was, an, uh, that was Arnold Prime, you know, so it was it was surprising. Um, your, your film doesn't have that. Uh, I think that's uh, something else I want to touch on is, uh, you know, uh, digital animation films this year, uh, they're, they're made uh, in high resolution. They're, they're starting out. Um, so it's going to be very hard to, to see the seams later on unless somebody uh, finds your, your film in a can and rescans it in an 8K, you know. Uh, it, it's not going to come out like George Lucas's uh, second Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> it's going to look good today and it's going to look good um tomorrow and um I, I i think as far as digital animation goes guys i i think that's a plus i think you know making films with the cutting edge technology now uh, i think we've pretty much almost reached an apex as far as how how crisp uh the resolution can get right yeah 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 what we'll to see it's like uh i remember watching last starfighter in the 80s thinking that love that movie was. yes yeah, me too. I, still, uh, I remember the effects. I thought they were so real. Then I was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" I, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, "That doesn't doesn't look totally real, but it doesn't look look totally fake. What is it?" <laughs> but now I look at it, I was like, "Oh, those they uh, that's uh, those are uh, really primitive uh, polygonal." <laughs> yeah, technology back then. Sam, you're a man after my own heart. You mentioned the last Starfighter. You mentioned a number of other '80s, uh, you know, stuff. I, I'm, I'm with you. I want to spend a, a day with you, just watching '80s science fiction. Oh, yeah. Let's watch Enemy Mine. And let's watch Last Starfighter. You know, maybe some Total Recall. We'll just, uh, you know, we'll just get into it. Those are some great. That was a great decade for, uh, for film. But I agree with Anthony that your uh, your uh, your effects and your uh, animation here is going to hold up uh, hold up some and have um, a more of a uh, of an enduring quality. Yeah, hope so. <laughs> we'll come back in ten years. <laughs> now, I, I question I want to ask is how how long was. Uh, how, how big of a shoot was this? How how many weeks? Well, it, uh, off and on, it took about three years to get it all together. We weren't working okay. every day, of course. It was like you know, like one month, we'd be like, "Hey guys, let's uh, let's get together this weekend and we'll film you know film a character because every every character in the movie was shot separately." So, so uh, we just it's like it. every every filmmaker. Every independent filmmaker known to man says, I shot it on weekends for two years. Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it takes sometimes. Yeah, so. But uh, 
Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I think the one before this one, it took about five years because there were so many, so many characters. And uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking about it when I was writing. I was like, oh, this is great. It's going to be fun to watch when it's done. But then it's like a hundred characters you got to film <laughs> separately. So you said this took about three years to, uh, you know, to to do. Were you impacted at all by COVID, or is this uh, yeah, yeah. one of so those things where you weren't? Four years. I, I just didn't count that fourth year. Was it 2020? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, kind of I, do, I have another question for you, Sam. In in, uh, in looking at your body of work, I mean, it is crazy out there. Like it is bunkers off the wall out of the box thinking when it comes to sci-fi uh congratulations on your imagination <laughs> first, first and foremost <laughs> um but my, my question is uh as crazy as imaginations can get uh you know an, an audience can only accept so much within like a 90 minute period right uh, they, yeah. they usually want a, a established set of characters in the beginning uh, and they want to see some type of development as it continues you know from act one to act two and they they want to see uh, a, a climax and maybe a denouement at the end um so th they want a journey everybody wants a journey right mm -hmm. um so how hard is it to uh one want to introduce you know a number of crazy um aspects in a film but also try to keep it grounded enough that you don't lose your audience in it yeah, well, I, some, some, some uh, judging by reviews, some people do get lost, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, really I rely on the actors, uh, their personalities uh, help a lot. And, uh, you know, I try to use the, as, as much shorthand as possible, you know, it's not a lot of, not a lot of time to, to uh, do backstory or anything. So, you know, if you can, if you can shorten it down like a uh, trog, He's just a big guy. He likes to smash things, but he's kind of a softy. And uh, you know, you got you got Max, who's uh, who's kind of a, a wild card. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's kind of selfish, but you know, he'll he'll help you out when you least expect it. And uh, that's that's uh, basically what it is. Even with the destructive, is you got the one who's like a who's kind of like Trog, wants to wants to bash and smash, doesn't want to doesn't want to talk anything out she just wants to just to get it over with you know and uh and you got uh get the one character who really doesn't care <laughs> mitra she's just kind of along for the ride and then you got luna who's uh it's kind of in the middle it's kind of kind of uh she's got kind of like uh the uh, level-headed one so yeah it's like these little just uh try to give give the characters just something just something simple that defines them so so you know you just uh uh get along with the story <laughs> and uh your your film and uh, sam it reminded me i don't know if anyone has ever brought this up of uh cyberpunk that kind yes. of neo-militaristic uh feel that kind of um technology that has overwhelmed humans uh to the point where we are dependent upon the technology that we created it is augmented us um and by extension it has augmented the world around us um and in that sense um i was very hesitant to to start you know cyberpunk because it's such an overwhelming world right it's just you know logging in it's like 
Jesus Christ, it's just so much to take in. Um, but talk to me a little bit about uh, your inspirations as far as when you started creating uh, these crazy sci-fi adventures. Were you pulling from any kind of one or, or maybe a few different sources? Uh, yeah, like, like I said earlier, 80s movies, like mm -hmm. everything, everything you imagine in the 80s, there's just like the, uh, just the, just the, the style of it, you know, like uh, if you look at the Terminator movies, there's these yeah. junkyard, like, <laughs> like junkyard scapes and uh and i think he used it i think you mentioned a movie earlier was it uh james cameron did the art direction on it was like a roger corman galaxy of terror yes kind of similar junkyard like or uh these like uh these destroyed cities and stuff and that that was kind of like a an inspiration and then there's like saturday morning cartoons of the 80s too like thunder the barbarian and and uh and you know transformers he-man all those kinds of things and of course jack kirby comic books like uh like the new gods and wherever people and and uh so so yeah there's like a, a lot of stuff i'm trying to think of the obvious ones that i that i stuck in the movie but like uh oh, yeah. king kong wizard of oz <laughs> and there you go can't go wrong with the classics i tell you <laughs> it doesn't matter you could be a no. munchkin and survive no, now, Sam, I have to ask you a very difficult, uh, you know, question. Uh -huh. Trog. Yeah. He gets to say, it sounds like his rallying cry is, Boulder Dam! Oh, Boulder Dash. <laughs> Boulder Dash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I Maybe it's my old, I'm, I'm 56, so maybe my uh, my hearing was uh, oh, uh, yeah. was acting up on you, but... <laughs> I thought yeah. he said a couple of times like Boulder, you know, like like Boulder Dam or something like that. But Boulder Dash, okay, that yeah, that fits his character. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> uh, it's a little different from its clobber in time, but uh, you know, <laughs> or Hulk Smash. Uh, but uh, I I get it. Right. I get it. It actually kind of works. Yeah, it's a it's a more PG version of bullshit, you know. <laughs> 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 yes. Remember, so you were trying to avoid the censors. That's what you were trying to do. <laughs> yep. Remember, and remember, Kevin, we're trying to get the young ones in. Okay. Baller dash. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so what do you guys coming up next, Sam? Are you, uh, um, are you uh, knee deep in, in another new project? Uh, yeah, just writing a bunch of stuff. Uh, probably, probably gonna try a, a like a horror movie next. Just trying to figure out which uh, which which monster to use, and then uh, then I've got a another Killer Robots movie uh, putting together, and uh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Uh, like uh, the cartoon show I was telling you about, I Am Robot, You Are Not. Uh, that that's that's got like four episodes. I need to finish on that one. So it's. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. But <laughs> I don't know no, is that going to go streaming, uh, like, or go to YouTube, or uh... Uh, yeah, YouTube? You can see I am Robot, you are not uh -huh. on uh, the Killer Robots YouTube. I, I think it's YouTube slash Killer Robots, something like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and on uh, my YouTube channel under Sam Gaff, and you can see some weird music videos, Zombie Debras under there, and, and another movie that did a while back called Wrath of the Minitar. Which some someone described as like a basically a, a Daria episode 
with a dad joke at the end. So uh, that uh, excites you. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Troma, Troma now has a has a bunch of stuff on there. I, did, uh, I think Robotic Instructive is going to go on there on in November. So. So if you're looking for some all the killer robot movies, uh, you can go to Troma now. You can see Battle for the Cosmic Potato, Crash and Burn, and Robotic and Destructiva. Yeah, we should really introduce you to Ann Myrna and Steve Herman because uh, uh, you and Acrostar Films, that's like uh-huh. two peas in a pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they came. They they are. You're right, Anthony. They are exactly two peas in a, uh, two peas in a pod. Uh, Anne and uh, and uh, Steve uh, and SJ are uh, are uh, they they have this uh, well it's two films out now uh, it's one they came uh, they came from somewhere and they came back from somewhere uh, which is kind of spoofing fifties alien invasion you know movies yeah. and stuff like that I think you'd uh, you'd fit right in with them yeah sounds fun it's a lot of fun yeah uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can our uh, listeners follow you? Uh, you can follow on, uh, sir, let's see, Instagram. There's the killer robots. Let me look real quick. Make sure I <laughs> get the right. And we, we were trying to say, don't stalk him because he may unleash killer robots on you. You know, <laughs> I, we can't, we can't. Uh, it might put you in a movie. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, uh, yeah, it's the the Killer Robots on Instagram. Then there's a uh, Twitter. I, I hardly ever go to Twitter, but <laughs> let's see what. It is. Yeah, if you type in the Killer Robots, you'll probably find us in Google somewhere. And, and you're all over. Are you are you on Facebook? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're on Facebook too. Look, I think it's. Uh, I'm checking real quick. So we use the killer robots for almost everything, but I think this one is okay. Yeah, this one's the killer robots on Facebook. Because if I put in killer robots on Google, I might just come up with Jim Wynorski's shopping mall. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. First. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which, and he did one called, uh, there's one called Forbidden World, uh, yeah. which was uh, a lot of fun. Another Corman, uh, New World produced uh, film, another one with robots and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I gotta watch yeah. that one. I, I saw Galaxy of Terror. I was like, oh, I gotta watch more of these. I was like the biggest fan since yeah. Alien came out, and all the copies. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of those films, Battle Beyond the Stars was like one of my. It's one of my favorites still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I keep hoping for the robot that's built to kill Richard Thomas, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be an interesting yeah. one. And maybe for the sequel. Maybe yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> so what days uh, are you planning on attending uh, Spooky Sam? Uh, definitely Sunday when our movie's playing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll have to see about Saturday, see if we can get out there. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy Spooky. Um, we're going to have Al Omega uh, out there. Um, I'll put you in connection with Al. Uh, yeah, and, we're uh, we'll try to guests. get you on. We'll try to get you on his uh, on his uh, on his schedule of interviewing people and so oh, yeah. He actually is going to have a table in a in a room area. So cool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. I dig it. 
<laughs> well, thank you very much, Sam. Well, uh, you. Appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, Robotica Destructiva. Um, definitely take a look at uh, Sam's other works. They are just as crazy. You can go to samgaffin.com. That is S-A-M-G-A-F-F-I-N.com. Uh, film, animation, comic books, music, more. Um, you're active on Twitter. You're active on uh, Facebook, it seems. Uh, you know, congratulations uh, on your acceptance to Spooky Film Festival. And uh, hopefully we see you there and we can uh, talk more. Um, I don't know if it will be uh, before or after your film screens. If it's after, we can give away spoilers. That's right. <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Kevin, you want to go ahead and take us away? Well, I'm going to uh, uh, say for Anthony Duran, Joe Flynn, and Al Omega, who's uh, preparing for a film shoot before uh, before uh, Spooky Empire's Con, um, and, and uh, myself, I'm Kevin Nicholson. Watch horror films. Keep America strong. <laughs>